Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. The world and everything in it delivers sound journalism grounded in God's Word through a daily 30-minute podcast. From essential headlines to feature stories to international news straight from the field. After only one or two listens, you'll wonder how you got through your daily routine without it. Listen anywhere you typically enjoy podcasts or by going to wng.org slash podcast. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. We have a subject about suffering. Well, we all go through it and you're going to be shaped by suffering. We all are. That's the name of the book by Kenneth Boa and with Jenny Abel. And they are our special guests. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. So, this is not something we'd like to talk about, but... Jesus talks about it, <laughs> and uh, the disciples talk about it, and it's part of the Christian life. And, you know, there's it's t- tough human emotions. We don't always address it in the church. Uh, sometimes the pastors are better as uh, administrators, but there's real suffering going on from every single individual. And so uh, God uses it for his glory. Where do you want to start about the subject? That is a long answer, but... Um... It's helped me to form an eternal perspective, which is obviously the theme of the book, and and ultimately just to treasure Christ and my relationship with Him above anything else. Um, I think suffering, it sort of strips away all the things that we tend to rely on for our identity and our security and our significance. Um, 
And it really helps us to see what really matters and what is really um, a living hope that I can rest on. That's why people say, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, it's kind of too heavy to bear this world. We're all the, you know, because the weight of sin and, and things that uh, that happen uh, that cause uh, suffering, we mentioned disease or mental health or, um, you know, it could be money, a million, a million things. Uh, Netflix Marriage Story. Have you seen that movie? Uh-huh. I have not. You haven't. I, I recommend it. Of course, it's sad uh, it, because it's all about suffering and divorce and what sin enters the the marriage. And, and you know, and, and the thing that I found interesting about it, okay, if, you know, I don't know if they were Christians or not, you know, they didn't allude to that they were, but the fact is that, that the suffering hurts so bad, they just wanted it to end. Like I'm sure then in many marriages that aren't working out. And of course, you know, we know the whole, do you want to be uh, holy or do you want to be happy? That's a Christian, <laughs> a Christian perspective, but uh, it, it seemed like, is that, that's a point of certainly of suffering where people just uh, can't seem to, to think that it's ever going to get better. And in many marriages, it does. Your comment? Um, I would agree. I think, you know, the, the sense that suffering, whatever you're in the middle of, is never going to end. I mean, obviously, there, there's going to be suffering that, that comes on you suddenly and unexpectedly, but there's, there's these protracted um, experiences of suffering, whether it's, you know, lifelong or maybe a, a long period of depression or frequent occurrences of something. Um, I would say, you know, I know Ken is actually uh, famous for saying this a lot, but um, our lives are really, I think we sometimes think that we are living in a living room in life and really we're not, we're in a gymnasium and we need to be practicing constantly um, obedience and things obviously that are in scripture that we're called to practice. So I think maybe Sometimes, you know, especially in the marriage context, you know, we get married and we think, okay, now I'm going to relax and everything will be, everything will be fine as long as my spouse and I get along. But I think that that's a battleground. I think even perhaps um, more than anywhere else, I think that Satan attacks that. And so, yes, it's day by day too. I think suffering, you know, if you look at, you know, the rest of your suffering, you you don't even know how long it's going to last. And if you kind of look at it in totality, it can feel completely overwhelming. One of the things in the book of First Peter that we hit on in this book is just the fact that God is right there in the midst of the suffering day by day, and that he is offering a very present joy, and that he is giving um, a joy that really is going to surpass um, the circumstances. It's not going to be understandable from what's maybe going on in your life or around you. Um, and obviously, he's there. He's offers to help and to be there um, to meet our needs right in the middle of whatever the message that we're in or the difficult time that we're in. I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that. One thing that uh, comes to mind, and you hear a lot about this, is brokenness. And, you know, I when I became a Christian, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, they said, you're not one of those, uh, you know, born again. So you, do, do, you have a, do you have a story to tell? And, and well, as a matter of fact, I do. It's about brokenness. <laughs> you know? Because uh, I know Isaiah talks about it, you can't really come to God unless you have a broken spirit, you know, and you're, you're humbled by him. So I thought about Hannah in the Bible and how in her brokenness, where she couldn't have uh, children either, and she gave it to God just like you did, and out came Samuel. And in her brokenness, she said, as she appealed to God, I'm giving him to you. I'm giving him to you, uh, giving your brokenness to God. It seems like when we hold on to it, that's where the despair of the world uh, kind of takes place. And, uh, so let's talk about brokenness and, and humbleness or humility. 
How important is that in our Christian walk? From my point of view, that it is necessary, the pathway to, uh, to life and righteousness is actually brokenness. It's Paul's understanding that only when I'm weak am I, will I be strong, because then Christ is then able to mediate um, his life through our own adversities. And so in a very real way, uh, Peter is inviting us to follow in his steps. And in chapter 2, he tells us effectively that Christ, who committed no sin, nor is there any error, uh, and, uh, and nor it was basically he suffered sinlessly, silently as a substitute, and as a very real sense in which our suffering becomes redemptive. It's, indeed, it's not through, otherwise, we'll never forge the Christ-like character that he wants. It's through adversity that we forge the qualities of humility, of integrity, of patience, of courage, of uh, and, and then uh, perseverance and steadfastness. None of these qualities are ever, ever forged in times of ease, but always in the context of adversity. And so in this understanding, then, we're saying that this world is not home. God's more, as you said, uh, he's more concerned about our, our character than he is about our comfort, more about our holiness than he is about our happiness, because we're in a soul-forming world. Well, let's talk about that, because then we come to, you know, face-to-face -face with our Maker, uh, with Jesus. And so then what happens? Because it seems like we don't really, we're not really able to connect the dots so readily that, you know, one day we're going to face him, we're going to be prepared. Uh, how does that all work out? I mean, we're going to be prepared. Uh, he's going us, having us go through suffering. We meet Jesus. And yeah. how are we better off because of it? My suspicion, I'll give you an analogy, and it's all I can do, because my belief is that he is the wellspring of all that we've been longing for in this world. He is uh, the wellspring of truth and goodness and beauty in all things. And when we see him, just to have an hour in his presence after uh, when, when we, and we are there with him, I think that that hour in his presence would be so extraordinary that if he were to say, now, will you be willing to go back for another 80, 90 years of adversity so you could have another hour with me? I don't think we'd even hesitate. But the beauty is that the hour is eternity, is eternity and the 80 years is as nothing. So I tell people, live with the 100-year, the 1,000-year perspective, the things we fear and worry and, and, and fret about uh, won't matter what one thing at all uh, in 100 years, let alone 1,000. It's a point of view. It's a perspective. I love the testimony when you look at Joseph, of course, in the uh, Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, where he's in jail, and uh, and yet he kind of, um, I mean, he made a living for himself. He did, <laughs> he did really well, and uh, and he could have said, you know, why am I here? And and uh, he submitted to God. Chapter seven of your book, <laughs> he submitted to God, and and God blessed him. And you look at, at, at with uh, when Paul and Silas were in jail. And they could have been moping. Instead, they started singing and rejoicing. And, and people took notice on all of this, even, you know, Daniel as well, just the names that come to mind. I'm sure you can mention Paul as well. Uh, how could you be rejoicing in the midst of suffering? And it seems like the mature Christian, it could be a little lady in the hospital or, you know, uh, finding joy in their hearts in the middle of, and that's a witness in itself that there must be a heaven. Yes, it's this idea of rejoicing, as Paul made it very clear, that we rejoice in our tribulations in Romans 5, when he says that, but it's not because of the 
pain, but because of what the pain will produce and because it brings about perseverance and proven perseverance, proven character and proven character hopes, you have a, a biblical vision of what life was intended to be. And so in this adversity that in which we find ourselves, then we discover that there really is a hope, there is a purpose. And James says this very same thing in his uh, first uh, in, in his first chapter, when he says, consider all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, not because you're a that you're a spiritual masochist, but because you know what is the telos, there's an end, there's a purpose, there's a reason. That's going to, the testing of your faith is going to produce endurance, and that's going to have its quality of maturing us so that we lack in nothing. So it's this perspective, I consider the sufferings of this present time aren't even worth comparing with the glory to be revealed to us that keeps us in the road. You know, you carry the scripture in your heart, don't you? <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not, you're not reading, you know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> you know that in your heart, and, and I suppose we all need that, right? I mean, and to have it in our hearts, and yes. to, even to be able yes. to memorize, because where are we going to turn, you know? It's like, kind of like Peter said, you know, if we fall away in our, in our despair, but you, Lord, have the words to eternal life, where shall we go? And so yeah. we're going to be right back. Kenneth Boa is our special guest, along with Jenny Abel and the book Shape by Suffering, How Temporary Hardships Prepare Us for Our Eternal Home, right after this. Every day, over three and a half million children walk, bike, and ride to a Christian school. Every day. But many of our schools are in danger of closing. Our Christian schools are too important to our children, to our families, and to our nation to let that happen. Christian School Management at christianschoolmanagement.org is dedicated to the health of our Christian schools. Contact christianschoolmanagement.org to help your Christian school fill and stay filled with children impacting our nation. Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz with Redemption Press here. Are you a coach, pastor, blogger, small group leader, thought leader, ministry, or industry professional with a message that could benefit others? If so, we'd love to help you produce a professional book that can open new doors and be an impact to other people's lives. We'd love to hear about your idea and see how we can help with our personalized writing coaches and professional editorial team. Visit redemption-press.com. Christians in Action Missions International is actively accepting applications from those desiring to win the lost at any cost. We've been sending long-term missionaries throughout the world for 62 years. We emphasize intentional personal evangelism, equipping disciples, and planting churches among the nations. We empower national leadership to demonstrate and declare the love of God to the unreached. Journey with us as we take the gospel to the world. Log on at cinami.org. Org. That's C-I-N-A-M-I dot O-R-G or call 559-370-4103. Okay, we're back. The book Shape by Suffering, How Temporary Hardships Prepare Us for Our Eternal Home. Yes, we're not going to be here forever. And it just feels like that, but it's, it's, it's not true. It's a mist in the wind. And soon those who believe in Jesus, they'll be in heaven. And those that won't will simply be in hell. And so, I mean, I can tell you guys that right it's it's the, it's just the truth and and that's real suffering we don't think about that if this life is hard uh wait until you know eternal well eternal suffering is is not any place that uh, that uh, god wants us to be um so let's talk about another place where 
I guess people suffer. It's the workplace. It is in your book. You mentioned that the workplace is a second divinely mandated sphere of authority. Uh, Peter's words regarding this arena were spoken into a cultural context, you say, in which slavery was an, an assumed reality for many workers. And so um, that's another area. You get a lot of complaints that people don't like their job. They're suffering. What do I do? Yes. It's because he's saying to be into the idea of servants or slaves be submissive with respect and so forth but then you know he's saying that with you what happens when you're harshly treated but if you do if you do what's right and suffer it then it finds favor so he's saying that at the end of the day we've got it the, really the structure of the book is it talks about our salvation and then peter moves on into submission and then into the whole area of suffering and so explaining how those all connect together uh, so there's going to be an adversity I, t I think a time is right around the corner in our own uh, culture where uh, there's a greater price that's about to be paid when people will have to choose between their convictions and their career jenny speaking of which uh you're a mom now how old are your children uh, i have one little six month old right now oh wow oh my goodness so, uh, you know, let's talk about suffering for a minute. Now, you prayed and prayed <laughs> for your child to be born, the little angel. And so uh, now that you have a child, did you, have you experienced suffering in, in some other ways? Some people say there's postpartum depression or there's some or hormonal changes or just how difficult and overwhelming it might be. Did that ever surprise you? Um, to be honest, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm right now just still in absolute awe that I even have a child after 11 Good. years of praying. It was, <laughs> I, I know that this is going to sound, you know, surprising to some, but I, anything that I went through, even during labor, it, it felt like nothing compared to 11 years of waiting and waiting. Um, wow. So really, you know, the, that verse about, you know, the, everything is forgotten when you see the, the joy of the child. Um, I think, you know, suffering, you know, it, for me, I, I have anxiety problems that I've had in the past. I've had other, um, you know, health issues, minor ones, but just, you know, day-to-day -day things that affect me. And I think right now, I mean, I'm in a season where, honestly, um, and Amy Carmichael talks about it um, a little bit in her book, um, Gold by Moonlight, which I think we quote in Shape by Suffering. Um, I was really in a winter for a long, long time. And it, it's almost like I forgot what it was like to live in springtime because I was in this period of grief for so long. And it really just kind of cast a, a pall over my life. And now that this prayer, this long time prayer has been answered. It's almost like I'm like, okay, now what, what now? And, and I think, you know, that's where those years and years of just diving deep into praying and really um, growing close in my relationship with God are now bearing fruit. But I think he's showing me like, okay, the, the point was not the child. The point was I've shaped you and now mm. in you to live and, you know, that fruitful life that I prepared you to live. And that's obviously partly involves being a mom now, but that's not, I think my entire identity as it might've been if I had received a child, you know, right off the bat. Um, so I, I do know people that have gone through postpartum. And well, I'm happy for you. Trust me. <laughs> What's that? I, I'm happy for I, I'm happy for you. I don't want you to suffer. I I don't want to either. And honestly, it's it, it was so long of a time that it, it it's a weird feeling to all of a sudden not be in that period of waiting. Um, I. I I have other people in my life right now, though, that um, I know who have protracted illnesses or difficult periods, even that they've just entered and recent weeks and 
I think um, now I'm a lot more aware just when I'm looking around me. Um, and I think this is one thing that we want this book to do is to not just help somebody who's right in the middle of suffering, but also help those who are on the outside of maybe a really difficult time to kind of know what, what is it? How do I encourage people that are in the middle of suffering? How is it that I can turn their eyes to God and not in a sort of platitudinous way, but really truly help them to understand what is our hope and what can we sink ourselves into, you know, deeply when we're going through these times where we feel like there's no way out. Yeah. I mean, I think about the, the publican, uh, or, or actually I think it was the Pharisee, right? It was in the, uh, in the church and he, and he beat his chest. He could barely lift his eyes to heaven. And he said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And he reached out, uh, for redemption, for, you know, he had repentance in his heart. Uh, the world can be very heavy in dealing with sin and suffering. And uh, the tragedy is when people take their own life and n- instead of reaching out to a savior who can alleviate, and then, and then you hear what happens and, and he puts joy in the person who is suffering uh, in their hearts. And uh, that's so many, uh, you know, testimony, my hands raised, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. how, uh, how God can, uh, can bring joy, you know, out of suffering. Uh, Kenneth, I want to ask you something here when it comes to, um, I guess, the psalmists. Many times they were confused. It seemed like the people who were Christians and they followed the Lord, they were not being blessed uh, in many respects as far as uh, wealth or certain things. Maybe they even have illness. And the people that seem to care less about God, uh, we're being blessed with wealth, and, and it seemed confusing. It's confusing to us. So let's bring it back here. Uh, sometimes we think that if you're suffering as a Christian, that maybe there's something wrong with your faith, or maybe uh, you're, you did something wrong. It kind of goes like back to the book of Job. Do people still feel that way, that if they're not being blessed by material uh, blessings, that something's wrong, and uh, we don't always— how to deal with that, or we don't always want to suffer for Jesus. Yes, um, you mentioned David, and uh, he wrestles with God over this very issue. Well, in this case, this he, or many of the psalmists do. I'm thinking right now of a wisdom psalm, and a wis- wisdom psalms are that, those categories of psalms which deal with the temporal versus the eternal and contextualizing this life journey into the larger context of the over over arching sojourn of our, our lives. And the Psalm by Asaph, Psalm 73, here he's wrestling with the very matters you've described. How is it so that the wicked seem to prosper in this world? And he himself was being, being uh, in a position where his steps almost slipped and he saw the imaginations of their heart run and riot. And then he says the pivotal verse is this when he said, how have I suffered for nothing? What, what good is it then to be righteous? Until he came into the sanctuary of God, and then he says, I perceive their end. And surely you set them in slippery places. In other words, he got the eternal perspective, and the larger context is what, is what he embraced. And so that's what we're suggesting as well. The, the whole idea of, Jenny mentioned something that was uh, this beautiful imagery here of, of birth and these 11 years of adversity, wondering why, 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 everyone, they, how many mm. children do they have and all of that. And every time she, she'd almost cringe at that kind of a thing and wrestling with God. But it, the uh, imagery that we see 
of especially when John, Jesus is comforting his men in the upper room discourse. Here it's his last night on this earth, and he's comforting them. He gives he speaks of love and joy and peace in this context rather than his own fear. It's astonishing how he builds into him. But then he goes on to say something quite extraordinary when he tells them that you're going to suffer adversity in this world, but your adversity will be in such a way that he uses the metaphor of childbirth. And Jenny, just use that. that yes. So whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. And that's a very joining image, my hour as I had come. But when, when she gives birth to the child, what does it say? She no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been mm. born into the world. Now, note two things. The anguish is brief and evanescent. The child is an eternal being. And the perspective, and what's especially profound, is instead of giving us substituting with new toys when our, our toys are broken. It's not substitution, it's transformation. The very thing that caused her anguish and the childbirth is the very thing that produces her joy. And so the very instrument that leads of pain is transmuted into an instrument of joy. But the beauty is, again, the anguish is a brief duration. She, Jenny's not lamenting now because of the pain of the, of the childbirth or even Beyond that, the 11 years before, mm -hmm. because of the joy that this eternal being has come into this world and that this, this child indeed is a unique bearer of the Imago Dei and will reflect and refract the glory of Christ in a way that no one else could. That's now the very thing that caused her pain is causing her joy. And that's eternal. That is the eternal uh, as far as that eternal home. Jenny? Yeah, I just want to emphasize um having gone through that 11 years and I, I don't want to harp too much on this one particular trial because I know there's so many different types of suffering, but um, I think it's relevant here is that I really never thought that I would ever get a child. And I always thought if I did, I never wanted somebody to look at my story and say, Oh, well, look, your suffering ended. Everything's fine now. And, and I think the key here is that, you know, you look at the the chapter in a Hebrews to Hebrews 11, you look at the heroes of the faith there and, there's two different groups in there. We talk about this in our book. Um, some of them are delivered in this life and they, their suffering, you know, met with an end. Others never were delivered in this life. They, they were delivered once they pass into the next life. And I think it's important that when somebody is suffering, that we don't encourage them with the message of, you know, I'm praying for you that this trial will end or, you know, don't mm -hmm. worry, everything will be okay because sometimes it's not okay on this earth ever. And, and that's okay because God has promised that he will absolutely remove the pain and the suffering once and for all when we die. But sometimes it doesn't end on this earth. Um, that's sometimes a good point. our stories are not wrapped up with a nice, neat bow. And, and yes. I, don't, I don't want mine to sound like it is. <laughs> no, it's, it's real talk. And we do that, don't we? You know, please take this away. And you're right. It's not, it's not always God's will, whatever it may be, uh, you know, good or bad, whatever the outcome. Uh, we are with Kenneth Boa and Jenny Abel and their book, Shape by Suffering. Of course, God is the potter and we're the clay, so he could shape us any way he wants, and he uses suffering to do that. How temporary hardships prepare us for our eternal home. Last remaining thoughts right after this. 
God has designed you for a unique purpose. Get equipped for God's call with a degree from Clark Summit University. Choose from undergraduate and master's degrees, available completely online in programs like business, counseling, Bible, and education. For some programs, it's possible to earn your degree in as little as two years, or you can complete the degree you previously started. See if you qualify for a tuition discount. Answer God's call on your life and become a Christ-centered, career-ready graduate. Go to clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. That's clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions, the ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Charlotte Christian College and Theological Seminary believes that every Christian has a distinct calling and that he or she must boldly respond to that call. Charlotte Christian specializes in equipping the adult learner and all degrees are available both online and on campus. Degree fields include urban Christian ministry, biblical studies, pastoral studies, and more. So whether you are called to full-time ministry or as a co-vocational minister, Charlotte Christian can help you. Visit Visit us at charlottechristian.edu or call 704-334-6882. Our special guests, Kenneth Boa and Jenny Abel, the book Shaped by Suffering. Oh, it just hurts to talk about it. <laughs> I'm thinking of like these biographies. I'm really into that. And, you know, wait for it, wait for it. And someone is going through suffering. You know, we all do. And so uh, how would they deal with it? And as you mentioned in your book, it's really how we respond to the suffering as far as how we mature and, and how we grow. Uh, so let's talk about that for just a minute, how we respond uh, to suffering. And uh, in your years of ministry, uh, Kenneth, uh, are you amazed at, at how some people respond differently? Well, sure, because you're never going to be the same person after a, an enormous and significant adversity. You'll either be better or, or bitter. And uh, many people go the latter route because they're wrestling with God, supposing they have a better idea than him, what their best interests look like. And until they grasp that they cannot possibly know their best interests because they'd have to know the future. We can only judge according to our appearance. Here's the one who is, transcends all. And so in understanding that, then we have to let loose of the illusion that we're in control and that we have a better idea than God. Um, so I think about this. Um, I just saw the film Unbroken, Path to, to uh, Redemption, and it's the uh, one that came out last year that actually gives the full story of Louis, uh, Louis Amparini, who, as you probably know, uh, endured uh, 27 days on a raft and then this horrendous experience and the transformation mm. in that man's life, this man who was uh, so bound by by terror and horror and hatred that now – then. Um, really at the end of his journey, as it were, then at the very last thing, he comes and his wife in 1949 hears this Billy Graham thing, and it, it changes his life, and he no longer has these dreams, but here is this healing, and God used that adversity to shape and craft a ministry, because we are called to comfort others with the comfort with which we've been comforted by Christ, yes. for 2 Corinthians 1, so that our, minister, our pain actually creates our ministry and creates an authenticity in us that we would never otherwise have had. So I, I see it in this way, and 
one last thought, whether you, uh, you want to use this or not, but we've all heard the metaphor of a tapestry. Um, and we only see the bottom half, the bottom part of the tapestry, which of course is discordant threads and tangles. And so the idea that the Lord is, is actually creating this tapestry, he sees the top. And the idea when we go before him and see him for the first time, he turns it over and we see his, heaven's view. And we realize it was something quite extraordinary. But the, what I add to that imagery is this. I suspect that the most beautiful patterns in that tapestry will have been forged in our times of our greatest pain. I don't think that actually though that our regret will be the pain, but rather the time when we didn't trust him enough to obey what he called us to do. Well, suffering, it comes to us, all different kinds you say, as far as uh, it may be disease or uh, debilitation, pain, persecution, but it's only temporary and you mentioned that. And so go get the book, A Shape by Suffering, How Temporary Hardships Prepare Us for Our Eternal Home. Kenneth Boa and Jenny Abel, our special guests, thanks for being on the program. Thank you. Thanks so much, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailor solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.